Hello and welcome to Bottoms Up, episode 33, The Sign of the Beast. It is? It is. It is tonight. Oh. How's it going, my friend, Blado? It is going very well after a difficult week. Okay, we don't care. We're knobs, how are you? I'm I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. (laughs) I I had a great week. Nothing bad happened at all. Yeah, me too. Okay, great. Moving on. Okay, Uh, moving on. No, no, I got it. On to beer. (laughs) I had a crazy week. Okay. Okay. So get comfortable, Mavs. Sunday. Here we go. <laughs> Sunday we had the torrential downpours. Absolutely. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, like four inches in a couple hours, which you know, in, in 2014 with the floods, I think we had like five inches in a couple hours. The gals upstairs. All of a sudden, I hear screaming. And I'm thinking from the remodel, something has gone wrong because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Had nothing at all to do with the remodel. But I go running upstairs. She's we're in the bedroom, and she's like freaking out because the ceiling fan is going around and it is spraying water out of it like a shower. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Coming right, and, and uh, it was like, you know, so, you know, we moved the bed out of the way. The We turn off the ceiling fan. It starts smoking. <laughs> Got to crawl up into the attic and see what's going on. And there are four or five just steady drips coming right off the roof down to the attic. Now, it didn't saturate the drywall in the ceiling so it couldn't have been that much. I don't see that damage. But it was finding its way through, you know, the 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 electrical wiring and whatnot and trace that down right into the ceiling fan. We haven't turned on the ceiling fan since. I said, just let the whole thing dry out and then we'll see if it's still good. But she's like, I I don't even know if I can trust it anymore. Like I don't know if I can sleep underneath the ceiling fan that was smoking. Yeah. I you may think of replacing that. Anyway, so then to get to the to the attic, I I, I built this wonderful um, uh, closet organizer in the spare bedroom, but that pretty much stops me from getting into the attic. So I'd like start taking apart the closet organizer <laughs> to get up into this little hole to get buckets. And I got these buckets up there and towels, and I'm doing all this stuff as the water's just dripping down like crazy. It was nuts. It's nuts. So the roofer guy comes out. And then the next day I was leaving for out of town. And I can tell she doesn't want me to go out of town. And I'm like, the rain's going to stop here in like two hours. We're going to be good. I got my business trip, blah, blah, blah. So I'm out of town. She calls the roofing guy who repaired that section of the roof two years ago. Because we lose a lot of shingles. Because we face westerly and the wind comes right through. And there's, there's a field behind mm-hmm. us, you know. So it's not uncommon. It's really not uncommon for me to go out into the driveway and find shingles. It's, you know. And a couple of years ago, we had the roof repaired, and he, and he did say, he does say, like, I don't like your shingles. Did you buy the shingles because of the special color? Because they're crap. <laughs> <laughs> so he came out. So I'm out of town. So he came out and uh, uh, said, it, it's funny. He kept saying, well, it looks like you have hail damage. And I think that is like code for that's what you tell your insurance company. <laughs> and, and she's like, 
we haven't had hail here in a couple years. He's like, yes, it's hail damage. <laughs> That's the magic word. But it's his problem. It's where he replaced the shingles. But he totally washes his hands of it. So we're making a claim. The roof's 11 years old. I mean, he, he repaired it with different colored shingles. Hmm. So it's it's repaired. And I talked to him on the phone, and he said, it's going to last. But, you know, if you want your shingles to match, you know. You have hail damage. You have hail damage. All right. Absolutely. So that, that, is, that is not where my troubles end this week. So then I go out of town. I didn't think they were. No. So, yeah, that right, I can, that's just small That's just warming up. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm out of town. It's pre-gaming. And uh, Wednesday night, I'm in St. Joe, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a customer there, um, and I, I drove in from Chicago. I was in Chicago for a couple of days, and then I went to St. Joe to, to have a meeting in the morning. And... Uh, let's see here. I'm looking through my texting. All of a sudden, at 6 o'clock, I get a video of this. And, you know, of course, the folks there on podcast land can't see it. But it is water pouring out like a, like a, like a fire hydrant from our filter of the pool. Just... <laughs> Pouring out. So that's what you meant when you said your filter exploded. Yes, and and you Did can you see recently look, fix that. You can see how much water is on the ground too already. Uh-huh. By the time she noticed, we had lost about a foot of water out of the out of the pool. And the there's a cap that go that is supposed to be here for the filter when you want to drain it. Sure, not there. Um, yeah, no, it's in two pieces. It just exploded from pressure or whatever right out. She found it across the yard, and water's draining. <laughs> and so now I'm telling her to turn off the valves that lead from the pool to the filter. She just had hand surgery. She can't turn one of the valve levers. She's banging it with a pipe wrench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm three hours away. I mean, I'll come home, if, but in three hours, the pool is it's, drained. It's empty. It's gone. You know? Oh, my God. Un- unbelievable. Just the series of events that took place uh, on Sunday and Wednesday. Home ownership. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, that's why you bought a condo. So, SOB. So, Blotto, I think we've been doing this podcast for about, what, nine, ten months now. Have you gone a week without some sort of water <laughs> issue? <laughs> It is always a water <laughs> issue. It really is. It was one of the first episodes you were doing your plumbing. Here. Yeah. Okay, let's open the beer. Contractors. So. Let's, let's open the beer. of thirst. I, that's just my, my intro. When say, someone says, how are you doing? I, I got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, as it is, it's my week to provide beverages for all y'all. And uh, last week. Make sure you grab yours. Yep. Ms. Woo Woo brought us a a Black Rocks offering, and I really kind of liked it. So I ran across that today, so I thought, well, let's try it again. So I got a Black Rocks Grand Rabbits. It's a dry hopped cream ale. Release the rabbits, the can says. <laughs> Which I don't, is that like a saying? Is there is there something that says release the rabbits? Release, release the, the rabbits. Oh, 
Well, who says release the rapids? I don't no know what. <laughs> it's probably a Grand Rapids thing. I, I get it. I get it, though. You do? Yes. Well, that would be like a dam or something. No, no, no. The hops. Oh, oh, rabbits, hops. hops. Yeah, Whoa. These Black Rock people are making us think <laughs> way too much. That's a whole new level. Because last week was was Presque right? So the play on Presque Isle, Michigan, and they're from the UP. So this one, uh, Grand Rabbits, is a play on Grand Rabbits. Grand Rapids. <laughs> but I couldn't think of, but what's the, what's the, what's the beer connection, right? Because Presque Isle. Prescott, the rabbits being the hops. So I would imagine this is, it says dry hopped cream ale. Nice. Have we had a cream ale before? Yes, I believe that we have. Oh, I, I couldn't remember yes. if we did. So, yeah. <clears throat> Almost certain that we've had a cream ale. Anyways, but. So what, I, tell us more about this beer. It's a, let's see, 5.5. So. It's not quite kissing the sister. It's uh, kind of right. putting your five. Five is our level. It's kind of like putting your tongue in her ear. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more than kissing uh, your sister. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's we're over five. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Getting a little bit further. Yeah. So uh, let's see. <laughs> it says it's made with pure Lake Superior H2O, which is very good. Uh, I don't see any. Um, Hop rating. Yeah, in fact, on, on tap they didn't put the IBUs either. Um, but you know, this brewery seems like they have a good time, and, and you know, there's something refreshing, dry, hopped cream ale, ideal for the porch, beach, canoe, or campfire. Um, you know what? It is different about the can though. This week is last week it had the label, the stuck on label, and this week it's the painted can. Hmm. It's, it's not a label this week, so. Um, right, yeah, this is a really printed aluminum can here, like legit, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. These cans do stick out, the graphics. Nice bright colors, and Black Rocks, I think, does a nice job. Yeah, they mentioned Black Rocks is uh, located just north of town, which is Marquette. And I have been to Marquette a lot, and I have never heard of anyone re refer to any place as the Black Rocks. So I'm a little curious about that, but... Um, I'm, I'm put, certainly not calling them liars. Put semicolon on it. Um, yeah, yeah, I should. Right. I had to figure out. I thought, I, I thought that was a completely grammatical question. I'm like, uh, like black semicolon rocks. Uh, now I got what you're saying. Yes. This is really light color. Really yeah, light color. Yeah. Super light. I mean, and I mine can see knobs through my beard. Mine started uh, with quite a bit head, but quickly yeah, fizzled out. Yeah, it went out. away quick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's My not a dense dumb. beer. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Impressions? That's, I don't taste any of the cream ale. Mm. Is the cream a texture or is it a flavor? I always think of it more as a texture. You know, the first cream ale I ever had was the Boddington's. And they had the CO2 in the can, mm. just like a, a, a Guinness. You know mm -hmm. what I'm you know, again, Boddington's before the craft beer age, but um, I always felt like that had that really creaminess to it. Um, but it, whether whether it's a texture or flavor, I'm not getting a ton of cream ale. If you gave this to me, I wouldn't say it's. It, I wouldn't describe it that way. Okay. I'm not getting much of anything. Yeah, it's. it's I'm going. Uh, is this a pilsner? <laughs> if this is supposed to be hoppy. 
Uh, they really missed. They, they released the hops. <laughs> when you open the can, <laughs> the hops gone. are released. It tastes closer to Lake Superior water <laughs> as far as flavor-wise. Uh, that's a bummer. I really liked last week's uh, offering, but I... This, I thought we had this all figured out with the hops and the rabbit. and We had fun with the can, but the beer, not so much. Uh, uh, I'm going to say right now, it's it's not doing much for me at, at best i'll finish with a meh at, at, at best you know what i mean that's if it holds my attention i'm barely hanging on to meh that, that's a good way to put it is can it hold your attention because right now it's not it's just nothing there to it would have to be you. it would have to be a really limited selection for me to go back yeah. to this and say <laughs> oh okay well then i'll, I'll have a grand rapids rabbits i can't mm-hmm. yeah it's not for me. There's not enough there. Agree. Nothing Agree. there, there. I mean, it's drinkable. Sure. It'll go down smooth. There's I'd be interested there. to know what, what the IBUs are on this. It's got to be pretty low, right? It's got to be like 25, I got no, maybe less. No bite out of this at all. When I first opened it, I thought I did. You know, first sip, first, uh, first whiff, but quickly went away. Speaking of whiffs... How about we talk Epstein? Well, <laughs> that sounds kind of harsh. <laughs> like, uh, maybe it would have been more appropriate if I would have said snuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah, okay. Right? Yep. I mean, I mean, how is... Okay, so, you know, how do you think history is going to record this whole episode? I think it's going to be right up there with the magical bullet. Yeah. I honestly do. The grassy knoll. <laughs> From the grassy troll. Yep, yep. I yeah, I, I wonder. Um, I mean... I mean, I mean, hi- history has a way of sort of, you know, settling in on things. Mm-hmm. Right? And, 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 and it takes a lot of the conspiracy theory out of it. But then there's always that little bit that remains, like you said. You know, I, I think most people kind of b- believe, you know, what the Kennedy assassination was all about. But then there's that that little part that never really gets answered, and 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 maybe this whole episode kind of falls into that, because I'm not buying into the conspiracy theory completely yet, and I'm not buying into suicide. I, I think that. Um, the, the problem is I don't want to believe in the conspiracy. It's not that I don't think it's not plausible. And it's not that I don't think that uh, there's some anomalies and, as Barr put it, irregularities around this whole thing. Um, but A I don't lot of want, that going around lately. <laughs> but I don't want to buy into the conspiracy theory. I don't want to be a, you know, killery conspiracy theorist. You know, you know Vince Foster and uh, Seth, Seth Ryan, whatever with shotgun blasts of the back of the head. You know, <laughs> all those things. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I just have a hard time, you know, thinking that uh, that many people could be involved in a, in a murder, and you know. Of that level, and it just be covered up. It's a scary thought. 
it's what it is. Maybe, maybe that's why I don't yeah. want to buy into it, right? Because it's too it's 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 too unbelievable to think about, right? I mean, when I first started, when I it was what maybe a couple months after nine eleven, there was all these conspiracy theories that came out mm-hmm. that looked like you know it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon, and I remember watching all those videos. And if anyone's um, never it, seen those it videos, it was a rocket. It was not a plane. See, if you look at those videos, it's all pretty compelling, right? But you, but you don't want to believe that because it, 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 it then becomes this whole kind of like snowballing, yeah. you know, how, how could it ever even come to pass? So that's the scary part. Now, the movies make it seem like these scary things can happen all the time. But re- regardless, I, I mean, let's, let's set aside the conspiracy thing for, the second, uh, uh, for a second, whether or not he was killed or, or committed suicide. The fact that he, <laughs> I'm afraid to say this, the fact that he's dead. Yeah. Finish your thought. Well, no, you're supposed to chime in there and say. He's not. <laughs> maybe he's <Wow>. not. <laughs> he, he he may be in some kind of witness protection or or dear le- leader protection. I, I have no idea. You think he's at Mar-a-Lago right now? My, my conspiracy needle leans more towards he was murdered versus they put him in some kind of protective thing or something along those lines. I think he's dead, but I think he he's dead because he was murdered. But what I was just going to say is whether I, he was I, I murdered. Don't buy, I don't buy any bit of the suicide. I do not. He, he, he certainly doesn't seem like the suicidal type. No, he loved himself that, way that, too that, that is where I struggle the most. Forget about the evidence or what. He was in the narcissist club. Yeah. Come he, on. Right. And, and those guys He was God's don't. gift to teenage girls for the crying <laughs> out loud. The guy mean, had a temple. Yeah, yeah. He had a temple on his island. I mean. Yeah. I'm not committing suicide if I got a temple on no. an island. You, yeah. you don't. So you're you're buying into it, I see. No, I, I, I <laughs> yes, I'm really not because no, that's did. the only that's the only part that really leans me towards conspiracy. But also, I, I I don't know the guy. I mean, we think we see what you know. When I say he doesn't seem like the type, what do we know about him? Right. I mean, True. You know, we don't know anything. We don't know, you know, how effed up he was mm-hmm. in the head. You know, for all I know, he cried himself to sleep every night in his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking not. I don't. <laughs> I'm not picturing that. <laughs> just, um, just the whole coincidence of it. I mean, it, it's. But just, it is so bizarre. It's it's it's, it's fantastical. It's, it's fantastical. It's. No, 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 like I was saying, whether he fragernacle bullshit, whether he, it, it's whether, beyond yeah. believing. To me, it's not within the realm of reality that well, these things happened. Was it the same day that they the uns- time? One day, one day later, one day later, they unsealed the court documents. Started with names, with names, and all that kind of stuff. And wow, two guards fell asleep. Wow. No one guard, video. one one his, pseudo guard. His, his cellmate was somewhere else for some reason. <laughs> Took a walk. Took a walk. I don't know. And here he is. He killed himself. I, I just can't buy that. I, I just refuse to buy it. You know, 
And I don't consider myself this big conspiracy theory kind of guy. I really don't. But I know coincidence, and that ain't coincidence. It's it's ridiculous. And then Barr, that that yeah, forget about whatever he says. I mean, I, I don't you know I, I discount everything he says. There's there's not a genuine bone in his body. Nope. There's not an honest bone in his body. I I don't care if it was suicide. The way he characterizes it when he talks about having a real investigation or any of those things, bull. it's Capital just all bullshit. He, he, he could give a shit. He, could, he absolutely could yeah. give a and shit. And he knows that there's ties between Epstein and the president. And, and and you could even say he even knows there's ties between him and the Clintons or whatever. But well, there's, there's ties between him and, and Epstein, Epstein yeah. right? And and, and his and father, yeah. yeah. So you know, this is a tangled effing mess. And I'm telling you, well, certainly doesn't it show kind of like, in in some respects, how small this cadre is of people that just you know are fucking with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not a conspiracy theory, right? We know all of these things are tangled up, you know? But I, I don't know. I, I guess this is one of those things that is never going to be proved one way or the other. This stuff is is the kind of thing that's going to go to graves with people. Mm-hmm. But I, you can't. You can put a gun to my head, gun control aside. <laughs> I don't believe anything about the suicide, and, and I'm not yeah. saying like the the me is in on it because you know he's maybe making a logical assumption. The who? Medical, Medical examiner. examiner. Oh, what what do they call? Oh, again? Quincy. Quincy. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> but um, now I'm seeing who Quincy is. Nope. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> Quincy. I haven't heard that. That's a good one. I, that's a that's, go, that's a way back machine. Yeah, so. yeah. It's after a couple of brews here today. I got got the Quincy pulled out. Pull out. Pull out. What was it Jack Klugman? Jack Klugman. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. It, uh, an old um, nighttime drama show, uh, kind of along the, the 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 lines of like the cop doctor show, but he was mm-hmm. a medical examiner. Okay. Jack Klugman from uh, uh, Odd, Couple. Odd Couple fame and other things and. So he played this. That's wasted on him. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said is uh, wasted on him. <laughs> anyway, so he played this medical examiner who solved all the crimes. Okay. Yeah, so. Forensics. Forensics, but. I don't know. You said that the. Was it the FBI had a Emmy? Another Emmy? No, the. Um, uh, the family. So oh, the, the family. And I, and I wonder, like, is that, is that trustworthy or not, right? But the, but the, 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 the family of Epstein hired uh, this very famous. Um, uh, M.E. Uh, Mel Examiner. His name is Michael Batten, uh-huh. and he used to be on TV a lot. But now, I guess when they were, you know, kind of like, remember when when the, the news cycle was consumed prior to Trump about like missing, kidnapped, and then found dead people. You know, like uh, the the girl in San Francisco and her husband. Yeah, uh, you know, went to jail. Um, You're being too vague. I know, I know, but it was like a, a huge story. But they're just like one isolated incidence mm-hmm. of murder and 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 mystery. But the news would blow them up, right? You know, there was the gal in Florida who killed her kid. Yep. Um, but I think she got off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? she got off. But the but the guy in 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 Northern California didn't. What's his name? 
can't think of it. I can't um, think of the girl's name either. But anyway, so but he was always the expert that they brought on. So, you know, he's sort of a, you know, Emmy to the stars. <laughs> you know, to the rich and famous cases. Like, that's like, that's the thing. To the high profile. I, I didn't even know the guy was still around until I saw this article that they had hired. So they hired this guy. Uh, well, he, he got to start working back on, like, some really high profile cases. Like, he might have been young when, uh, you know, it, it, it might have been Kennedy or something. But he, he goes way back. Wasn't there... Anyway, so he was he was hired to be in the room during the examination. He could not do the did, examination. Did he concur with the findings? Uh, he concurs with the findings, but he won't say anything more than that. He is he is bound by privilege or something. It's it's, it's a oh, private okay. matter. Yeah. Who was that uh, M.E. in the Detroit area that was famous? I mean, he was one of those guys that was brought into all these murder cases around the country. Ben Carson. No, heck no. <laughs> That's a dining table guy. No, there, there's a guy from Detroit okay. who's famous like that. You know, I think he has facial hair as well, like your guy. But uh, must have something to do. Yeah, with Ben I think has this um, um, like handlebar mustache handlebar? or something. No. Something. No, yeah. I can't think of his name. I thought this guy had something to do with the Kevorkian hmm. mishmash, but anyways, well, we're we're never gonna agree on this Epstein thing, and. Uh, I, I just think this is going to be one of those things that's going to, over time, it's going to be right up there with the, the Kennedy killing and the see, 9-11. See, I felt the opposite. You did? Yeah. I I think it's just all just going to go away. Yep. You yeah. do? Yeah. I that's When I woke up Saturday morning and I read that he, quote, unquote, committed suicide, I was like, well, that's the end of it. It's just going to get washed away. It's going to be ruled as suicide, and nothing's ever going to become of it. I don't and know. I that really put me into a funk that day. Well, the and, the good thing though is that the girl Baden, excuse me, Baden did investigate the assassination of John Kennedy. God, that guy's been around forever. Yeah, well, he's eighty-five. Oh, well. that's forever. He was also involved in the O.J. Simpson case, Martin Luther King. Uh, so start after like, like I said, he is the um, pathologist to the stars, is what it says here on Wikipedia. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> what were you saying, Fred? I don't know. I lost my train okay. of thought about whether it's going to go away. I mean, I think it's interesting. Well, oh yeah, yeah. My my point was is that that there's still going to be criminal cases coming yes, from this against his madam I don't know her name is English Maxwell Maxwell yeah, Maxwell Gishel, Gishel, something like that, that. Yeah. Gestapo um, and why has she been able to avoid indictment even this uh, up to this she's and, missing no they saw her in LA at In-N-Out Burger yeah. and she talked <laughs> oh she talked she talked she's at the In-N-Out Burger she was at In-N-Out Burgers reading reading a book I saw it right before I came over here tonight. Was, was Hoffa there too? I think it was at, not TMZ, but um, Extra. They, they oh, had they're a, mad. TMZ they, would be upset. They if had a picture of her sitting at an outside In-N-Out Burger in L.A., and she's reading a book. They even met. They even cited the book she was reading. I didn't recognize it, but I don't read. Yeah. But If I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, 
she kind of disappeared into the shadows. Yeah. But now they know, and I'm sure that the FBI knew where she was. But why has she escaped prosecution? I don't know. Why? Why isn't well, she indicted? That, that I mean, that's a legitimate question. SDNY. Yeah. We're waiting on them. But my my point was is that along with that and the um, the civil. Yep. Cases yep. that are going to be coming because there's going to be plenty. There's I already believe. a couple against his estate. I think that's going to keep this thing rolling. It's. I don't believe it's going to go away. They won't. I don't know that there's answers out there as far as what happened to him, but this isn't going away. Mainly because there's too many big players that are peripherally involved so, in this. So, so what happens to, like, like how? What are the next steps? In the cases where, you know, the 15-year-old girl at the time says that, you know, she was raped by uh, Alan Dershowitz and Governor Bill uh, Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. Like, is it just, okay, they deny it and that's the end of it? Like, like where do those cases stand? Because they're out there, right? I mean, this girl's still mm-hmm. claiming these things happen, and she's a matter of time. I think there was two or three filed today against uh, Epstein's estate for that. Well, right, but, 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 civil, but, but where's yes. the criminal part of it? Like, We're talking about oh, criminal? criminal? Like, is, is, is no prosecutor going to say can't, you know, or, or I mean, I should say, is every prosecutor, the prosecutor going to say can't, can't go there, enough. don't have enough? I wonder if you, 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 what's your name may have happened. Maxwell, 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 Mac, Max, uh, Maxwell. I think Maxwell. I'm not what? Sure, it, what it, well, I wonder if they're gonna corner her and she's just gonna flip on everything and just walk. Which, if, if she gave everybody, you thought up, the same thing about the Mueller testimony, Fred. <laughs> There's a lot. There of was them. no flipping. Nobody, nobody, all of a sudden just decided to come clean about everything, or they came clean and then there is nothing. But it just seems like they have enough on her that... Well, then why, where's the pressure? Where's the pressure? I don't know. That part I don't know. Yeah, I well, think you think about this, though. We, we've got Barr, head of DOJ, which is head of SDNY. Who, They're bringing... Who used to be autonomous. See, I think what has changed is that SDNY does not feel the same autonomy. I think Barr has stuck his fucking face in that office and he said you guys work for me that's what i think has happened and whoever is you know the federal prosecutor now is a trump bar loyalist it used to be they operated with complete autonomy because they went after really big fish and some of those fish were connected in very high places and you know like jared kushner's father you know what i mean i mean i mean even uh you know, Chris Christie, you know, I think that he was a legitimate prosecutor and didn't care who you were. You know, well, that guy. You know, now, didn't he just get thrown out of a Trump rally yesterday? Who? Who? <laughs> Chris Christie? Christie? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, the... <laughs> Stay it, with it wasn't Chris Christie. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, it was some other uh, <laughs> large man. <laughs> Now, do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. So, change of course here. <laughs> so, yesterday at the the rally, the 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 
New not, Hampshire. Oh uh, yeah, I want to say the the MAGA, but now they call it the CAG, the K A G, right? Rally, mm-hmm. the CAG, at the CAG rally. Yesterday, so some dude gets thrown out, get escorted out of um, out of the rally, and Trump starts fat shaming the guy. You got a bigger problem than I do. You need to lose some weight. Eat a carrot, you fat slob. Or I don't know what he said, but he starts he starts fat shaming this guy. Why was he kicked out? Okay, this is the funny part. He thought he got kicked out because he thought he was an anti-Trumpster. And he really wasn't. He's a donator. He's a big donator. He was a Trumpster who ripped the sign out of an anti-Trump guy. And so he was the one. <laughs> Holding it. Well, no, no. That's what, then. So they threw him out. Yeah. Security did the right okay. thing. Yeah. You're the dude that you know ripped up the sign of the other peaceful protester or whatever, right? Or whatever. So he ripped the sign out of this dude's hand, ripped it in half, whatever. So security escorted him out, and then you know, Trump's up there, you, you, you fat sob. <laughs> and then his aides afterwards tell him that this guy is yeah. like a supporter and a fairly fair sized donor. So he calls him. So never, Trump called him, yeah. Never apologized to him, of course. No, why would oh, I didn't hear that. There's no fault ever on Dear Leader's part, but he did end up calling the guys. <laughs> it's, it's a circus, man. But, like, we have a president. I don't have a president. I don't either. You don't have a president. Hell, you don't have no, a president. That, that fat shames people. I mean, there's there, there's just literally no bottom, just literally. Did you did you hear what he said about Warren at that New Hampshire thing? Oh, something about yeah, how he, he might have been too early, and now yeah, he's he goes. Bring I, it back. I brought the Pocahontas thing out, and I hit her really hard. He goes, but I think it might have been too early. He goes, but we we'll, we'll be bringing it back out. What? And the crowd goes crazy. Think about the crowd this. goes crazy. He goes to New Hampshire. It's supposed to be a, a re-election rally. He doesn't speak word one about any policy that he's backing or wants to present or whatever. It's it's all about hate, him, hate. Yep. his small hands, his big crowd, <laughs> about Pocahontas. It, it's about keeping the um, the congresswomen out of Israel. It, it's all. It's an hour and a half of nothing but frothing up the yeah. mongrels in the mm-hmm. crowd. Not a bit it, of... It, it's right-wing talk radio. Yeah. That's it, what it is. It's I don't right-wing know. talk I radio. I don't know what it is, but I was thinking about it today. It's like, not a single policy, not what he's going to try to attempt to get done if he mm-hmm. gets reelected. And then, the, the worst part about it, and we're going to talk a l- about this a little bit later... Maybe. No, no, we are, because <laughs> we've already <laughs> slated it for the show. <laughs> He started and, and talk- we run all night. <laughs> he started talking about Trump at recession, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and he was basically was saying that if you don't vote for me, your 401k's are done. I got a problem. I got I, I hold on, I'm going to take I'm going to take a You're going to take it from there? No, no. I I'm going to defend him. You are? Okay. Yes. Okay. The, it's a two-person show from now on. Okay. The, no, the reason I'm going to defend him is because Democrats in 2016 said a lot of the same thing. I, 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 I think to make a story out of him saying something like, if you don't vote for me, the economy is going to tank, 
is the exact same thing that Democrats said during the 2016 election, that if you vote for Trump, the economy is going to tank. I, I do believe that there is a fair play turnabout, whatever, turnabout is fair play uh, thing there. I, I, I really do. Okay. And, and, and even though I disagree with what he says, I don't find it to be um, politically in, in, the, in the sphere of politics. I don't find it to be that outrageous. And I thought today it was a little bit hypocritical of the news to make it seem like that comment was that far out of bounds when I'm sure there are lots of quotes from Democrats in 2016 saying, you know, the economy will tank if you vote for Trump. Okay, and a lot of people, fair enough, I'll give you that one. And, and a lot of people thought the economy was going to tank, right? I mean, you know, we were expecting like a huge Wall Street crash when, when Trump got elected, but it didn't happen because... Inverted yield curve. What? <laughs> it's coming. Sever. It didn't happen because what people didn't think was that the business owners now realize that we have three branches of government. And even no matter, no matter how much this guy is an idiot... How many? They owned the three branches of government. Oh, okay. They owned the three, you know, or the three branches of government were Republican, whatever you want to say, you know what I mean? And I think that was the that was something that, because at that time, people still thought Republicans would act like Republicans and, and you know, resist, you know. So there, there was a lot of miscalculations about what the Trump presidency would look like. That's all I'm saying. But okay. there was lots of people saying the economy is going to crash if you vote for Trump. There was a lot of that. So for him to say it now, it's the same thing. That's all. That's all. I just don't th- find it that big a deal. Okay. And, I, and I've also looked at it this way. I don't think it matters one way or another right away. Like, like I, 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 I think that that business and Wall Street are a little bit more savvy than that. Um. When it comes to long-term analysis of who is running the country, I'm not following your point. Like, like they—they're not so knee-jerk. So again, Trump becomes president. You know, he said all those wild things on the campaign trail, but Wall Street doesn't crash. In fact, you know, you know, he's had more dips, right, and some big dips, right, 800 points here, 700 points there, but it still is going up and up and up and up because, you know, that's the economy. And business just sort of doing what they do and rolling along and figuring out how to improve profits and grow their businesses and grow, you know, that 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 happens organically without government, for the most part, I believe. That, that's all I'm saying. And so, like, if, 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 if Bernie Sanders was to become president in 2020, you know, or, or no, better better example would be Elizabeth Warren, right? They, they hate, Wall Street hates Elizabeth Warren. Right? She wants to do all kinds of regulations. It won't tank. You know, if the election happens in November 4th or whatever it is the next day, you know, Elizabeth Warren's president, the economy won't tank. I mean, I should say, not the economy, Wall Street, the market won't tank. You know, the, there, here's something that I don't get. Do you agree? Okay. No, no, do you... Do you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> but here's something that I don't understand about the market. And I just, I, I cannot wrap my head around this. I don't play the market as a trader, right? I have investments that other people handle in either, you know, 
folio kind of way or mm -hmm. bonds or whatever, right? But I just leave that to other people, okay? And I'm probably poor because of it. <laughs> but what I don't get, I cannot wrap my head around, is why the market would react one day plus 700 points and the next day minus 800 points on just the slightest bit of information. Like, okay, we're way up. Oh, no, that was a mistake. Now we're way down. Oh, next day, oh, it wasn't that bad. And then, and then it, it's like, who... Mm -hmm. Who are the movers and shakers? How does that actually work? I mean, is it the Gordon Geckos of the world that play with it like a yo-yo on a string? I believe so. Right. I mean, it's, it's got to be because the average investor isn't freaking out every time Trump tweets something about the China trade results or trade negotiations. You, you, you know what I mean? Somebody sneezes and, and it's a panic. But not, 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 not the majority of the public. No, no, no. I'm saying like, like, Wall Street. You know, I'm saying the investors and all the, the people. The big and, investors, right? Because I'm an investor in Wall Street. You're an investor in Wall Street, right? So, I'm, you know, my guy isn't calling me up and saying, hey, Trump just tweeted that, you know, negotiations with Xi have fallen apart. What do you want to do? Sell? I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You haven't called me in four years. I've always. I've always <laughs> That's what I would say to the guy. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you find me? <laughs> I get a letter every month that shows that I'm plus or minus 3%. What, what's going on? I, I've always been told when it comes to the stock market that you have to be in it for the long haul. And it's exactly. going to go up and down. In, in, it's going to go yeah, up and down, but it's always going to be up. You tweak stuff if you got to, if you get panicky. But for the most part, most of the things I've ever had you know, through my 401ks and stuff, I kind of leave them alone, and they seem to do okay. I don't ever tank. It, but it's... I, I, well, you tanked in 2008 like I did. Yeah, well, it came back. But <laughs> Like you said. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, no I, I just I just find it bizarre. It's, it, I know, just it, wish it's those a, but people it's a, would follow through and jump out windows. <laughs> when, when, when they panic. <laughs> I, I do. I just, I mean, let, let's come to the conclusion. How about you jump out a window? Because look what you're doing. Someone, someone sharded and you're, you're panicking and we have an 800-point drop. Just jump out a window. You know, that, that's, the, that's the conclusion that should happen, right? Well, for those, and then the next day they're throwing all their money back in. Mm -hmm. So we go back up seven hundred points. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the market. I don't understand Wall Street. I don't understand the, the major fluctuations that happen because of tweets. I just, I, I cannot wrap my head around it because of tweets. Because of tweets, there's our problem. But it shouldn't. That's what I'm, I'm saying. And then I hear, so you know, I like I watch a lot of MSNBC and Alan. Um, uh, uh, Velshi and Rule, and they're really smart people, and they're, and they they even ask the question like, is the market starting to understand Trump and his tweets and not react so volatile, so volatilely? And I think to myself, no. Where have you been? this this week? We've seen the volatility of the market based on the tweets. Don't say business is starting to figure out Trump when obviously they haven't. They're still, you know, every every day is. While plus minus. The fact 
that they see these tweets and listen to them and <laughs> give them any credence, they should jump out windows. <laughs> that That's my stance. They should all jump out windows. I, I think Fred's making a play for show title. <laughs> jump out windows. Jump out windows. <laughs> I saw a... Uh, almost like a conspiracy theory to where the market's going up and down and kind of hovering around, what, 25,000 points or whatever it is. Okay, yeah. And Trump's tweeting to make it go lower and then tweeting to make it go higher to hit that 25,000 just so we could say, yep, hit 25,000 again. Well, I mean, like, I, I think, yes, there's a, you know, when you argue with Trump, Trumpster knuckleheads about you know, well, Trump has had 71 record highs. Well, the the market inherently continues to go up, right? Right. I mean, and I don't, I'm not going to try and explain that, but it does, right? Mm-hmm. Just inherently, you know, we and we've been in bull market for 30 freaking years or more. So, it you know, value of money, more people investing, whatever you know, smarter investments, but it, it, it keeps going up. Mm-hmm. So. With every time it keeps going up, that's a new record. I mean, it's silly to talk about, oh, how many new records that, that yeah. you know. If it's constantly going up, then every day is a new record. Yes, yes. You know, bar- borrowing the little peaks and valleys exactly. that, that happen, you know, during the, the trading, whether that's whether that's a, uh, an hour, a day, a month, a year, you know. In fact, his record with the market is really not that great. He's be- He's below... Market performance. I just saw this stat the other day. Below market performance on Obama, Bush, and Clinton. Hmm. And he, I think he's like slightly above Reagan. And then they talk about some of the other ones. So, you know, Media yeah. Record. I mean, I, I, like Obama had like 144 records. Because again, every time you reach that new level, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to pass this level in order to get to them. Yeah. You can't get to 25 unless you got to 24. So you can't get to 24 unless sometime, you know, 10 years ago you got past 15. So it, you know, it's, it's not the it's it's not the proper way to measure success of the of the mm-hmm. of the stock market. I don't think. Mm. All right, you know, but you did mention something earlier, Fred, and that was this whole thing about the inverted yield. Right. And I mean, the experts are saying right, this is just a warning for the recession. Yeah, the the last time or times that this has happened, we've had recessions. It's it's a yellow flashing light. It's not a red flashing now, light. Now the 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 part that's difficult to pin down is the is the time span between recession and that inverted yield. Sometimes it's been like I think ten months, and other times it's been like two and a half years, which tells me this. Again, I'll be kind of a little skeptical. Well, since we have recessions on somewhat regular cycles mm-hmm. and which inverted... Which we are beyond, for and, sure. Right, now. and 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 inverted yields on somewhat regular cycles. You know what I mean? Just just because both happen, does that mean cause and effect? Yeah. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because when you... Now, if it said we've always had a recession at, you know... 1,467 days after the inverted yield, we have a recession. Then, consistently, through time, you know, then I would say, okay, you know, on, you know, 
April 27th of 2021, bang, we have a recession. <laughs> you know, then, but yeah, the other part is recessions are going to happen. That's that. And we're overdue for sure. And we're overdue. And, and this, is, this is the part that just drives me absolutely fucking bonkers. And, and I, know, I, I know I'm going to be having these arguments again. I'll be fuming about this. Is this may not happen until after 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And then whose fault is, is not the media so much because they're a little bit smarter than that, but the general public and the right-wing talking points are all going to be, look what happened when you elected a Democrat. Yep. When all the data kind of shows that Democrats have pulled us out of recessions and Republicans have put us in recessions. You know, who did I just... I mentioned something, I think you were on the uh, on the string of posts on Facebook. When I had to remind somebody, I guess remind, but I guess it's my own take, but... The a president's economic legacy should never be mer- measured on what he inherited or what he's going through. It should be measured on what he leaves. Yes, you're right. I mean, because these cycles are long, and you know, you know, we're we're just now seeing, in many ways, the implications of the the trade war and tariffs. And, and, and so, you know, these cycles can be so long that the mess that Trump is creating now, you know, the next Democratic president is going to have to clean up, mm-hmm. you know. Great. I mean, I mean, I, I... Good luck. You know, one example is just, you know, Bush. His tax cuts, the wars, the recession, and, you know, Obama finally gets market. things moving in the right direction. But, you know... And then he peaks out pretty much, almost, almost peaks out when he leaves office and Trump takes all the credit. Yeah. Speaking of sanctions. Tariffs. Tariffs, sanctions, both, either, or. Because <laughs> I didn't say sanctions. <laughs> all right, tariffs. Let's talk tariffs. Well, do you want to talk sanctions? you want to talk BDS? BDS. Yeah, boycott, divestment, sanctions. Mm, not familiar. You you disappoint me so. <laughs> you sound like my father. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's that that's why Talib and Omar can't go to Israel because of BDS. No. Okay. Okay. But they're not going, so it doesn't matter. Uh, well, they can't. Right. No. Talib was able Roger to, Waters. Look to, up look up Roger Waters in BDS. Talib was able to go to visit her ninety year old grandmother, but she said she wasn't going now. On principle, yes. Yeah, on principle. Yeah. Plus, it gives her the upper hand. What? I mean, to, to is that what you wanted? Because you said speaking of tariffs or sanctions, and then I didn't know what you were going to go with. Because I mentioned the BDS thing. I, I'm just not familiar with that. Sorry. It. A lot of people are not. Do you, do you know that? So you're beating up on me when I'm well, a lot of people. Well, because you are a political podcast host. <laughs> I don't know an acronym. Sorry. I probably know of it. I just don't know. I don't think you. I, okay. Irritable it for the listeners. IBS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting it right now. <laughs> 
BDS is an acronym for it's it's kind of a loosely held movement because there's no leader behind it or anything like that. It stands for boycott, divestment, and sanctions against Israel for their treatment of the Palestinians and and the West Bank. It one of the one of the leaders I mentioned Roger Waters. So he's a big proponent of BDS that says we have to boycott, we have to divest. The the um the the most notable comparison, the most recognizable comparison to BDS is when back in the 80s, people started talking about we have to divest from South Africa because of apartheid. And there was a huge mo- movement by uh, progressives mostly, but Democrats that said, you know, companies can't be putting investments into South Africa because of apartheid. And it's one of those things that eventually brought South Africa down uh, or brought apartheid down. Uh, Ronald Reagan was completely against it. He didn't want to have any sanctions against South Africa. So think of it that way. Now, the new, uh, the, 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 the problem uh, of Israel versus the West Bank for many people is not as, um, uh, it's not as glaring, it's not as obvious as what apartheid was, right? Apartheid was definitely suppression mm-hmm. of the minority there. You know, a lot of people believe in Israel that, you know, if you call it oppression of the Palestinians, it's because the Palestinians are part of the Arabs that want to wipe them off the map so they're protecting themselves. You know, I kind of lean towards the heavy hand of Israel, like that that their their retaliatory methods are not in proportion to what the Palestinians are trying to do to Israel, and that this can be, this should be resolved if Israel really wanted it to be resolved. But I don't think that they do. That's just my opinion. You know, don't blow up my house. <laughs> but, and I, but what I really believe is that if somebody wants to support a BDS movement against Israel, that's what democracy is about. Right, I mean, peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point. We actually tried to pass a law. This is when I think it was Ryan was, and we'll put this in the fact check column because we're getting to be a little bit more regular now. But they tried to pass a law in this in this in the Senate that said you cannot support BDS or you get jail time. We actually tried to pass a law to suppress free speech, political free speech, or you can go to jail. because of trying to protect our relationship, our political relationship with with Israel. So BDS is pretty serious. And and what what, what one has to wonder with, you know, the the latest thing with Omar and and, and Tlaib is, what are they hiding? Mm -hmm. What, What are the Israelis hiding? You know? I mean, if you're really a democracy and you're really doing the right things, you know, let them go. Let them see for themselves, you know. I, I guess their trip was not a political trip. They wanted to go and speak to, um, uh, uh, like, NGOs and, and uh, charitable organizations and humanitarian, humanitarian organizations that were working on both sides and go speak to them. That, that was the purpose of that trip, to go find out what's happening on the humanitarian level, both from an Israeli side and a Palestinian side. 
And Israelis didn't want it. They didn't want it because they didn't want it, or they didn't want it because Trump said... Well, I think both, right? I mean, Trump put the pressure he, on him. He put the thumb yeah. screws on Netanyahu. Yeah. And, but, they, but you know, Netanyahu's going to fold like a paper doll. I mean, that's easy, right? I mean... Well, there's a law, an Israeli law, that says if you are outspoken against the government, you're not permitted entry. If, you're, if, you're, if you support BDS. Yes. Yes. So that's the law that they use to deny them entry. Yeah. But they could have denied them entry for anything. But even the fact that a democracy, supposed democracy, has a law like that right. is just, you're not a democracy. It's a red flag. You're not a democracy. You cease to be. That's just the excuse they used. Yeah. But it's a poor excuse. Exactly. That, I mean, it's the worst excuse. Oh, we don't, you might speak out against our government. Yep. Hmm. It's terrible. Very interesting. I, I did not know all that background on that. And I appreciate the schooling. That's uh, what we're here for. I, I, look up, um, uh, like, Roger Waters, because I know you're a fan. Yeah. Look up Roger Waters and PDS. <laughs> He's gotten in trouble. Like, uh, uh, like, there's been a few, like, folks that have called him anti-Semite and things like that. Like, uh, uh, his image, his, his image has, has, has taken a knock. You know, because he'll, he'll bring it up in his concerts, which are very political. And, and he'll bring up that. I mean, to me... The way I look at it, and uh, I have yet to, sit to to really for someone to really challenge me on this, and I'd be open to it, right? I, I would love to have the debate. Is are is Israel and Jews or the Jewish faith are they invariably tied? Like I I, I would never consider myself an anti-Semite. I have friends that are Jews. <laughs> But you know, I have nothing against Jewish belief, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I have to support policies with Israel. And any time in the U.S. you speak against Israel, you're considered an anti-Semite. Yeah. And I, you know, why? Right? I mean, Israel is a, it's a, it's a state. It's a governmental state. They have policies. They do things, right? I mean. You know, whether you like what they do or they don't like what they do, it's not tied to religion. You know, I don't, I, I, I suppose they have an official religion. Is it a secular government? That's a good question. I, I would imagine so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because it was question. set up, you, you know, check it. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be just a democracy, right? But I, I lean, I, I think it's going to be. It's supposed to be a secular government. But I don't know that. Well, Not that it really changes the calculation at all. You might want to put in a call to Jared. He'd let you know. The jewelry store. No. The, the Kushner. <laughs> the subway guy? <laughs> From jail, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, how, how did he not suicide him? Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's wondering how Epstein did it. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> You're empty. Yeah. I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm, I'm almost empty. Thirsty yeah. and I think it's time. All right, Grassy, what do you got in the trove? Okay, beverage number two for this evening is from North Peak Brewing. Uh, they are out of Dexter, Michigan. I just uh, thought you told me on the break <laughs> that they were out of Traverse City. Also. Okay. Also I believe they have two locations. I think I'm surmising from the the carrier for the beer 
that Traverse City may be where North Peak started. Now they have another location in Dexter. The the way the packaging had it. Most I, don't do that. I don't know. I'm just telling you. What all I'm right. Saying. All right. We'll fact check it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm I mean, not familiar with North Peak. Neither am I. You know, that is the upside of what I what I was going to say about the, the uh, Mich- North North Peak Brewing brings up Traverse City. So yeah, why they got Dexter on the label? It's 400 I, Front Street. I think right Dexter has been added on as a second location for their brewing. That that's what I'm saying is the. The beer carrier had Traverse City. Brewed and bottled by North Peak Brewing Company, Dexter, Michigan. I know, but on the on the carrier, it We've had. Got to Tra- get to the bottom of this. It had Traverse City listed first, and then uh-huh. Dexter, and then I, I I pulled the bottle of beer out of the carrier and I looked, and it only mentioned Dexter. I said, Ah, they must have a second location. But don't you want uh, North Peak shares a production and packaging facility with Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales in Dexter, Michigan. Aha. According to Wikipedia. See, I don't mention Jolly Pumpkin. I mean, we're in, and we know I, most of the time, even if you're brewing it in a different location, you're just talking about like where your headquarters mm-hmm. is at, right? That's that's usually what you call your brewing. Okay. So, you know. Are we going to pour these in, in, in pints? Because I'm I'm so tempted just to drink this right out of the bottle. It is you know it's it's, it's the, very go ahead, cool. It's the okay. barrel bottle, right? Mm-hmm. It's the it's, it's the cool awesome little bottle. stout, yeah, uh, not stout, that. whatever. And I, I just like you know I don't know if I'm gonna pour this into the glass. Well, well, let's finish up. This our, bottle is made to be drank from. A quick <laughs> description: is. the beer is called Narl with a G. It's a chestnut amber ale. It's seven on the alcohol level so we like that and it's 15 ibus 15 so IBUs, i like so that's good can... amber amber should be that way and it is a cool bottle I, I i love the bottle that's actually what caught my eye you know what do you, what do you like uh it reminds fall me of staff a, or yep an old fall staff or <laughs> any 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 trivia on the uh on the on the caps no no all right let's give it a whirl all right all right pop it up <laughs> i already it. poured uh you lose. Well, you get to tell us about the aroma. Because that's, that's and the head. What do you, what do you got now? Uh, no head. Zero head at all. It's uh, roasted caramel. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, no, first first sips for me are, are, are pretty tasty. It's a, it's a good amber. Um, Definitely I get the roasted. Yeah. The, the finish is for sure roasted. But not lingering. Mouthfeel might be a little weak. Hey, when that happens. <laughs> okay, so I'm still, I'm, I'm still bothered by the whole marketing of this thing. Okay, <laughs> I, I really am. Okay, um, North Peak Brewing, or North Peak Company. There are no peaks in Michigan. Zero. <laughs> we got some. Large mounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a stretch, right? <laughs> okay. And then it says brewed up north, but then Dexter, Michigan. Dexter, Michigan is next to Ann Arbor. That is southwest of us. It's not considered up north, right? We can argue. And I, did we do a show on what was considered up north? I think maybe touched on it one time, but but you know, there's a lot of um, a, a lot of people in Michigan have differing differing opinions about what it means to be up north. What, what do you think up north is? Oh, we talked about this last week, actually. 
with the camping and, yeah. and all that nonsense. Yeah. What do I consider up north? Probably once you clear Bay City Saginaw. Yeah, I mean... That's because Bay City Saginaw, you're nibbling on up north because they have some decent state parks and yeah. all that. At least, I guess I'm only talking east side of the state because if you go to the west side, it's totally different. Grand Rapids? Are you, or, you know, if you're, are you up north if you're south of Grand Rapids? Grand Rabbits? <laughs> south? <laughs> no, no, I meant... I mean, On the west side of the state. If you're south of... Okay, Fred's got the, the Michigan mid. mid up. There's Bay City and there's Grand Rapids. I think it's further north than that. Okay. So <laughs> I think it's like your pinky knuckle. It just seems to me that over there you get up north quicker. Traverse City's up north. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Oh, yep. God, yeah. Muskegon, to me, is almost yeah. up north. And that's not that far above, like, Grand Haven. That, that's why I said, is Grand Rapids up north or not? No. I'm not trying to stump the panel. I, w- <laughs> I, I would, would say, say no. no. It seems like too big of a city. It doesn't feel anything like up north to me. Mm. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, so here's what else bothers me about this marketing. is Okay, so it says brewed up north. No, it's not brewed up north. Right? Okay. It's north of, like, Toledo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's north of Little Rock, too. But uh, uh, but you, Traverse City, right? It's, it's parent company's Traverse City? Yeah. So maybe up north there. I still wouldn't use that as a marketing thing. I mean, we can consider Traverse City up north, but up north has got to be more up north. To, to use it in your marketing is what I'm saying. Okay. And then it's called Gnarl, which I don't quite get. And then the, the the graphic on there is like a wild pig. It's a warthog. Do we have those in Michigan? I, don't I think so. <laughs> I, I think, okay. the, I think but, they're up north. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think they're in Dexter. The wild pigs of Dexter. You see what I'm going The, the whole looks marketing like, looks thing like, I don't get. I don't get anything about this label. looks like Pumbaa from Lion King. Well, okay, but we are not in the savannah. <laughs> Three to fifty hogs somewhere in Michigan. All right, come on. This is what? what this is why we give you the computer. Are there ward hogs in Michigan? Oh, there's hogs. Wild pigs. Do you know the three to fifty hog reference? Is that like a four twenty reference? No. No, there was a there was fifty four twenty. There's why, guy, why wait the other thirty minutes? <laughs> there was a guy on Twitter who was trying to defend his right to have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he said... Have a what? An automatic Automatic, rifle. Semi-automatic rifle. Semi-automatic. And it was, well, what do I do when my children are in the yard for (laughs) two or three minutes, (laughs) and I've got 30 to 50 wild hogs coming at them? So So he pulls out an AR-15 and he mows them down. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. So he went viral, this this stuff. The internet just took it crazy and just... Yeah. 350 hogs is now a thing. Oh, no. Yeah. What am I Googling? I don't know if you have to Google anything. I, 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 wild pigs in Michigan? No, I, I, I guess we have some. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild boar, that not a wild like a pig. Boar. But, like, wild wild pigs and wild boars and warthogs and stuff, they're, warthogs are probably African, but the wild boars are down in the south. They're crazy. And there's a big problem. I mean, that guy, I, 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 I'm not saying he should be shooting him with his AR, but, but, he, but he's got a legitimate problem. I just blew this whole thing wide open. Bring it. <laughs> There's a Warthogs Motorcycle Club 
in Traverse City, oh. according to oh. upnorthlive.com. Here we go. Okay. It all came full circle. So so this is brewed for a club. <laughs> it could be. Maybe they have warthogs on their leather vests. I mean, all of this about the label is not that big a deal. Right now, I'm enjoying the beer. <laughs> and, and, you know. And the 7%. I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning for me off you know, I, I haven't had a good amber in a while. This is well I I saw that it was an amber and that was the secondary reason I picked it up because I I know you like them so. I mean I don't do many of them in the summertime. I I've really been leaning wheats and and even some IPAs in there. So, um, I'm I'm not as anti IPA today as I was six months ago or seven months ago when we started there are so many ipas out there mm-hmm. it, no it, no that still bothers me it, it's hard and i'm an ipa guy you know and but it's hard i'm like i'm going through all these beers and it's like ipa double ipa this yeah. ipa that ipa it's i like, wonder if they're easier to brew i don't know i think it's just a fad <sighs> supply and demand yeah there's a demand for ipa economics <clears throat> so all right. What, but you haven't said anything about the uh, beer, Fred. Mm. It's okay. I, it, it's not blowing me away. I'm enjoying it. And and probably the most outstanding thing to me is the the roasted finish. And I think it does linger. I'm still tasting it now. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. It's almost like a burnt taste in my mouth. And I'm not sure if. I like it or not. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I think this is one of those that's going to take probably a good half bottle to really get a feel for. Yeah. If I want to continue to deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Imagine if you treated your friends that way. (laughs) I can probably handle it if I wanted to deal with you <laughs> any longer. <laughs> you know what the bottle reminds me of? Red Stripe. Yep. Uh, that's another one, yeah. 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 That's a little more... Yeah. For those that don't update. know what the Falstaff bottle looked like, uh, yeah. the re- everyone knows what a Red Stripe bottle looks like. Yep, know? that's what it looks like. So, I just can't get past the whole labeling. <laughs> well, next time we're up in TC, we'll have to... Uh... <clears throat> Go by Air the our grievances. Go by the, we'll the motorcycle. We'll plug. go festivus on them. Airing our grievances. <laughs> Airing our labeling grievances. So, anyways, so in Michigan, here we are in Michigan. A big weekend. In the motor, the Motor City. For those that that put the never world on, on that, that put the world on wheels. It is an extra, extra, extra special weekend. What happens this time of year in the Detroit area of Michigan, Blotto? Uh, well. We go to Dexter and get beer? No. No. <laughs> Lefty has to close down his shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do, they, do they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The proprietors along the Woodward Corridor mm-hmm. don't really, if you're a restaurant, great. Yep. If you're not a Anything restaurant. Else? Forget about it. Forget about it. And and we're speaking of the Woodward Cruise, which is this big auto show on a major road, right? I mean, is that the best way to put it? It is the world's largest 
classic auto cruise. Cruise. We say cruise because we know what it means, but I'm not right. If you're if totally you're not into that sure. sort of thing, I mean, there, California not. did some cruising, but Roseville did some cruising. <laughs> we had a lot of cruising around here, but yeah, it's it's the largest in the world of the classic automobiles. On top of that, according to Wikipedia, it's the largest one-day automotive event. Oh, really? Not even just a cruise or a... Okay, uh, but Wikipedia has something wrong about that, is it's not a one-day thing. No, it's a Officially, it's one day. Officially. Unofficially. Officially. It's but, all of summer. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> no it's about a week. Early, no, it, right? it, it, it probably starts like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And, and, and so, again, for those people that aren't from Michigan, they understand. Woodward is this major thoroughfare that runs from Detroit all the way up to Pontiac. Uh, it's most most of it is four lanes on both sides, divided highway, and for about what, about a six or seven mile section, right? So from basically Ferndale, which I think it's even, it, you know, Ferndale it's wasn't an included. Eight mile to um... yeah, so Ferndale really wasn't included up until it kind of came back, right? Now people go all the way to Ferndale. Right. You know, most of it is the Birmingham Berkeley area, but going all the way from about eight mile. To 16 mile, 15 mile road into Birmingham. How road does that loop thing up there in Pontiac? What is that called? Oh, I don't think it goes that far. No? You think it does? I thought they. I thought that was the turn up in Pontiac. I'm pretty sure it goes to Pontiac. Oh, okay. I I, I just thought a lot of people just stop when they get to Birmingham. Mm-mm. So that makes it about a 10 mile. Yeah. 10 mile one way. What do they call it up there? It's not. It's something circle do, or turn it's around? It's like or? circle or there's some name mm-hmm. that they, they call where M59 comes through there. And that's where the cruisers come up. They kind of It's kind of like a massive roundabout yeah. sort of. They do the curve on 59 and then they head south on Woodward. Yeah. So anyways, the Woodward cruise is a celebration of classic cars, muscle cars um, from the... It, it encompasses all, all decades. It, really. it encompasses every kind of vehicle, basically. I mean, you'll see the Oscar Mayer, you know, Wiener Dog out there. I mean, Wiener Mobile. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's most of it is classic. But then there's just you know the unique stuff and the badass stuff and you know. Yeah, because there's, all things cars. There's plenty of new cars out there that are all hopped up, hot rod, street cruising cars, yeah. Yeah. and and. Uh, you know, it's kind of a slow roll, right? I mean, traffic is really, really heavy. Yes. And, you know, people are just cruising. And then the people of Detroit come out in droves to see this. This is the part that I've never really understood because I'm not a car person. And just the idea that people want to get their lawn chairs out on the side of Woodward and watch the cars go by. I mean, I've been to Woodward Cruise couple times, you know, I lived in walking distance to one of the places where the crew, you know, went to Woodward and, you know, went a couple times, but only because I was there. I don't quite get the whole, like, I got to see these cars kind of thing. But when I go, it's cool. I got to say it's cool. And Dear Leader would like this. They're expecting a million people tomorrow for uh, the cruise. Yeah, big I, crowd. Yeah, I don't know if that's, I mean, people come from all over the world and people drive their cars up from, you know, Texas and, you know, 
Florida and whatever to, to participate in the cruise. And, um, you know, you, you, you know, again, for those that haven't been or whatever, a big part of the cruise is you have the lanes, right? You have the four lanes going each direction. Uh, but you have all these, like, I don't know how to explain them, like these little parking lots from all the different shops and, 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 and businesses that, that uh, line Woodward, especially from that, um, say, 12-mile to 15-mile, which what I would call kind of the heart of it, right? Yeah. So you get all these, like, these little tiny parking lots, these, these strip mall kind of businesses, and cars are just all parked in there, and people have tents and parties and tailgate and a lot of business businesses have Host tents yes. areas and tents yeah and, and then you got to like know somebody yeah yeah <clears throat> you know the secret handshake <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know our, our 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 veterinarian when i when i when i lived in uh, uh i think it was rochester you know yeah, you had to get invited by the veterinarian that had a place on Woodward to go to their place. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a handshake, it was a paw, paw shake. Yes. Very well played. I, I, oddly enough, most of my life I've lived here, and I've never been to the, the cruise, which makes no sense, other than I hate big crowds like that, and that's honestly the reason I've never gone. I just don't want to deal with trying to find parking i don't you can't you will I not i don't know anybody like your vet that would invite me <laughs> you know i i didn't i've never seen any way to get in where i could comfortably enjoy it because right. i love cars I, i'm an automotive designer i i we grew up cruising Gratiot. right it isn't woodward but it was good enough for we us we had our own Special cruise every Friday, Saturday night. Yes, we did. Yes, a we lot did. of cruising. We sacrificed our brain, half of our brains out there in our adolescence. And so and some I, really strange cars. Yes. I, I'm all I'm all into the cruising thing, but I've never gone because mostly just because of the inconvenience. I mean, how many gremlins are out there cruising? I don't know. Hopefully a lot. <laughs> hopefully a lot. I mean that's what we cruised in on on Gratia, but <laughs> some of the cars. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, it was a never-ending cycle of doors falling off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we ever cruised in the Fiat. <laughs> not, I mean, you're younger. Have you ever cruised? Not, 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 not Woodward cruise kind of style cruise, but just I'm going out and I'm gonna drive up and down this big street, like. Uh, What's the, what's the movie? Uh, Hollywood Nights. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the other one. American... American Graffiti. American Graffiti, right? Where you just cruise to pick up chicks and meet people and race from light to light if that's what you're into, if you got a car that does that. Have you ever done that? Is that is that a, Do people still do it? I don't think people do it, right? Mm, if you go out to Gratiot on a Saturday night, are people cruising? Street race? No, no, no. Or no, just no. cruise. No, street race is like about pinks and all that stuff. Right. That's different. Pinks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mine in my wallet. Uh, have I ever just gone cruising? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not really so much. Not, we, not to we, that extent. We used to go out sometimes Thursdays, but Fridays and Saturdays for hours. Hours. Go 10 miles an hour from, what, like 10 mile... 
in Grasher yep. to, to maybe 14 Th- miles. 14 max. 14 max. And just circle and See, circle and circle. You're and trying to meet girls and, and... And like I said, sometimes we'd race, right? I mean, Shuey well, has a couple of people car had cars and, that were worthy of yeah, actually racing. You know, and, and on Gratiot in Roseville, you almost got to light every quarter mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. You, have the, you have the mile lights, but then you have, like, these ones in between. Yeah. So it was just quarter mile, you know, you know. You're forgetting it. where I grew up, though. Well, you grew up with horses. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> racing tractors and we cruised with hay rides. So. Did you ever cruise with a horse? Probably up, up and down the road. Yeah, yeah cruise up and down the road. Don't, don't know if you're gonna. There were some crazy times out there. But do you think people cruise grass. today? You know what? You know what I think killed the cruising was the Dodge Neon. <laughs> No, and I and, I, and I say this, another show title. Yes, here it is. I, I'm telling you, when I when I when that, I felt that that cru- is the most precious thing I have heard in weeks. This is what happened. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even think you need to explain to me. I get it. No, I'll please, stop. Ex- please. Explain. I get it. I get it. All right. We, I grew up at 12 and Gratiot, right? Mm-hmm. My parents lived there forever. And then eventually, I bought a house on the same street my parents' home was, which was only 16th of a mile off of Gratiot, which is where we cruised. In the heart of the cruising area. We were, 12 and we were the heart of the cruising strip, right? And so one night... I love this. I come driving up my road, going out to Gratiot on a Hold on, it's not day. just one car, it's one night that killed that killed cruising. One the day cruising guy. And there was this Dodge Neon broken down <laughs> on the on like the end of the road just off Gratiot. And I stopped because I'm trying to be the good neighbor, the good Samaritan, whatever. And what it was, it was this Dodge Neon and they had hopped it up with some computer chip. <laughs> All right, and it blew the car up because they put this computer chip into this vehicle that the rest of the architecture of the vehicle could not handle this horsepower. And you think about that, though. I cannot. In the days when we used to cruise, and it was our thing, we had friends like uh, Gabby. Yeah. Who took how long? To build a car, yeah, yeah, I mean, like these are barely really street legal built a car. drag dragsters, yes. drag cars, just unbelievable machines full of horsepower and sound, sound, yeah. amazing vehicle. Here's this after Dodge Neon <laughs> with a a Mondo computer chip and it blew up. And I can remember I, I helped the guy kind of push it or something, but I remember feeling in my heart it's like. It's done. <laughs> They've killed it with technology. Where we're used to. It was an it. epiphany. It was, and it was just the most bizarre thing because my 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 older <laughs> this brother. Is the best story it is. Fred has ever told us on podcast. Look, by my, far. my older. We did not start the Gratiot cruising. I had an older brother. Oh yeah, right. Ten no, years no, older no, than no, me. He had a '68 Charger that had three phases of metal flake paint on it yeah right they, that was that was, that was the start and that, don't think the chargers of today no 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 yeah yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah yeah 
And those guys had these muscle machines, you know, Detroit mm-hmm. muscle. And here I'm thinking, look at this. It's a Dodge Neon <laughs> with a computer chip. <laughs> I, honestly, like like if you would have asked it, me, it, like what killed Cruz? I'd be like, you know, mad maybe. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, raising the drinking age to twenty one. You know what? You know, <laughs> Dodge Neon. Dodge, 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 Dodge Neon on July seventeenth <laughs> in uh, nineteen seventy nine. I remember as a kid when my my brother was going out cruising. I my bedroom. Face crash it, and I can remember I was in my bunk bed, and I would almost put my head in the window. There's so much sadness to this. Story. I would put my head in the window sill of the window, <laughs> and you could hear the cars coming off the 12 mile light. You know, yeah. the, these guys were racing, yeah. and that's what I remember as a, a child. And, it was, it and was then poetic. we we yeah. grew into it, and we had our own thing, and then the Dodge Neon came along, and it was done. So as far as I know, that that car probably just killed it all, and I have no idea if they still do it or not. I, that'd be interesting to find out. We if, should go out on a if, Saturday. If people still cruise, yeah, I it's got to be so different. Okay, so so <laughs> you, you me knobs <laughs> tomorrow night in your Malibu. Let's go in my Malibu <laughs> and, and and do like twenty cycles from twelve mile to fifty mile road. They'll pull you over. Think you're a terrorist or something. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think they cruise anymore. I just uh, maybe they do. Maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. Well, you know the part of the thing about cruising though is you had to talk to people, and nowadays people don't talk. They don't talk. Right. They might flash a phone number so they can text each other, even though they're. Within proximity, right? No, it was it, it was a interactive it was a event. social interactive. Yes, thing. I can remember one time we were in Dale's Ranchero, <laughs> and we had made up. Remember in the Olympics they would have the you know the six point seven. Oh yes, we were driving around in the back of Dale's Ranchero and rating. We saw girls and we were rating them like in the Olympics with the yeah six point seven mm-hmm. or yeah. nine point yeah. oh. They would never fly today. No, no, no. You know, I mean, think about how misogynistic that sounds. I mean, to be to put on my liberal hat for a second, right? It just sounds so awful. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't at the time, right? I mean, it was fun. It was, all it was was just just supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't is- remember ever hearing, you know, oh, you sexist, you know, <laughs> jerks, <laughs> you know, because. Misogynist, I'm off. Yeah, right. No, that, that right. It was there. There, I, I think some things have to be put in context, and you know, you know, that kind of stuff wasn't that bad at the time. But we had a we we had a lot of good times cruising. Oh my god, it was an amazing time. And again, getting back to the whole thing where you had to actually communicate with people, it was hilarious. You'd be driving down and. Shouting from car Shouting to car, stuff and, and then sometimes if it was interesting, you'd pull over, right? You know, yeah, pull over and talk. Taco about Bell, where <laughs> we all, where say. we all were. Taco though. Bell. I knew he was going to say all pull over and there. Taco Bell. That is that <laughs> well, is the place course. that we would pull over. Oh my gosh! So do you think? Okay, back to the Big Woodward Cruise. Do you think in the Big Woodward Cruise? Do you think? I've I've been there. I've seen it, but I think there's a little bit of that kind of communication that goes on. 
it's not so much about trying to pick up chicks or race the guy next to you, but it's about like, you know, common bonds. Your, your your car is really awesome, and you know people pull over, you know, pop open the hoods and more uh, car show kind of stuff. So you know, do you I, have like? A- I, I don't think that there's a lot of people just sitting there driving on Woodward in their classic cars, looking at their phones. I, no, I think that no. I think one of the reasons that the Woodward Cruise is so big and so popular is because it does bring those those common folk together that have that interest in cars regardless of where they're from or or uh, what kind of car they have um and that you know you know it, it what what we did in in Roseville in in 1980 is a microcosm of you know that right cuz you know the communication the interaction and the car you had was more important uh, than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since you've been to the cruise a couple times, do you have like any memory that kind of sticks out? Like, did you, no. did you see a car like Flem? That, you know? <laughs> like, there, there are no Flemmobiles. <laughs> well, I was just uh, wondering if you, if no, you ever saw no, a car out no, there. No, I never saw had, a seventy-six kinda... green Velari like the one I had in college. <laughs> No. How about you, Nob? You said you went to it when you were in high school, right? Yeah, that's that's been any that's been a hot minute. Any impression? I mean, did it? Did did you see a car that just kind of blew you away? No, know, not really. No, um, not, not a particular car because I don't I don't I don't see cars that way. Like oh, like this is. I mean, I I, I I'm gonna bite my tongue a little bit, you know, because I went to. Uh, Cranbrook has a big car show every year. Mm-hmm. The Tour de Elegance, something Elegance. Well, the Elegance. The the Ford Mansion has Concord de Elegance. Yes. Okay. But I don't know what goes on at Cranbrook. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I think, but anyway, so some of those cars have just absolutely blown me away because they are the rarest of the rare. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, the, the Woodward Cruise is... I mean, it's just a lot of really cool cars, but it's mostly, I think, about the people. I really think that's what the draw is, that you're a geared head, you know, and other gearheads are there. And whether you're just cruising or whether you're parked, it's, it, 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 it's about like-minded people. Hmm. I, I think that's what it is, you know. I, what I was going to say is I'd probably more oh, of a... Did I interrupt you now? A little bit. <laughs> I would probably, <laughs> probably have more of an appreciation for it now than I did back then. Uh, I went with a friend and his parents, and we were kind of stuck in the back seat of his uh, muscle car, whatever it was. And oh, you were the, actually in a classic car? Yeah, it was a uh, Grand National. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So People love those around here. Yeah, didn't get to see a whole lot from the back seat, but... Um, <laughs> No, I think it's a cool event, and if I was to go now, I'd probably see a lot more cool stuff and appreciate it more than what I did back hmm. then. I don't know if it's better to be cruising or along the sidelines. If you really want to see the cars, you're you're better off walking it, yes. you know? I think if you have a muscle car and you're driving, that's the best spot to be. But if yeah. you're not, walk it. Yeah, rather, be a, rather be a than passenger. be a passenger. Don't be a passenger. Yeah, I know. I, I would agree with that. But as I mentioned to you earlier, when you were talk- 
no, uh, and I never let that stop me, uh, was, you know, me and uh, um, Dill went down there and, and rode our bikes, and we couldn't even ride our bikes. The sidewalks were so crowded, you know. So parking's bad, and it's crowded, but, you know, we went to just to kind of go check it out, and we thought, oh, let's take a bike ride down there, and it was impossible to ride our bikes. Sidewalks, you know curbside, whatever it was, because it was just so packed with people. As I mentioned earlier, the reason I've never gone is because the whole crowds and parking thing. Nobody I, goes anymore. It's well, too crowded. Well, I thought I... I it, Get one it. year, I almost went, and I thought <laughs> I, I had outsmarted it. I was going to wear rollerblades. <laughs> I thought that way I, I could park a mile away. You're such a geek, Brad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out so I don't have you're to deal wear, with you're it. Wear ro- yeah, roller. Well, they were popular at the time. Roller skates. No, go, roller go with the roller skates. Blades. I know, but I want to see you in the roller skates. Uh, I would do you know, that. Jogging shorts. I was a rink rat. We could do a subject on roller rinking. Fred is just laying out these great stories tonight. It's nostalgia night here on Potoms Up. I might cry. So, we good? Yeah, I think we are. So, uh, all you guys out there doing the Woodward cruise? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's it's good for the D. I won't be there. Uh, I won't either. And Lefty is playing golf in the morning. Where? Because he... Oh, this is funny. The, I, I don't think he's kidding. Totally tangent, right? But but his, his shop is closed. That's why it's Woodward, right? His mm-hmm. shop is closed because he's on Woodward and yeah. you can't sell anything. He's playing a course out in Birmingham called Lincoln Hills. Okay. He's playing with a guy whose name is Lincoln Hill. <laughs> <laughs> what the mind blown <laughs> now, I, I don't know whether he is telling me the truth on this but he said it twice and he said like can you believe it so I who's Lincoln Hill? I have no idea who this guy I have no I, I don't is he know a car- shoe customer maybe <laughs> Lincoln Hill playing well, Lincoln Hills wow I've never even heard of Lincoln Hills I, I had to look it up because I'm like well, where is it because I'm like why are you playing golf with me right and so then I looked it up, and it's um, just down the road from uh, uh, Birmingham Country Club, or Bloomfield Country Club. It's like uh-huh. on 14 Mile Road or something, just just down, just the very next course over. Fascinating. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lincoln Hill, and he's I'm playing with some guy named Lincoln Hill. Well, here's the Lincoln Hill. Yeah. In Lincoln. Bottoms up, Lincoln Hill. Classic Lincoln. Cruise. Out. Out. Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby